-hmm. Oftentimes when life circumstances, whether it's a recession, lose a job, it's easy to get scared and think like, oh my gosh, like I have to downgrade my lifestyle. I have to really squeeze. Oh no, you know, I'm newly single. What can I do? Let me move from a house to an apartment. Let me sell everything. Mm -hmm. So there's that tendency to feel that my money's going to run out and then I need to just keep squeezing rather than creating. Working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? Between walking those 10,000 steps, hydrating, making plant-based meals for our family, Pinterest-worthy lunches for our kids, spectacular date nights for our husband, and let's not forget climbing that corporate ladder, we're asked to do these things each and every day. So much so that often it feels like we are trying to balance on the high wire of life. So welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast, hosted by me, Rosanna Brary. I'm an immigration lawyer, a mother to a teenage son, a wife, and an entrepreneur who truly believes that working women can have it all. Join me as I interview other high-achieving women, and together, let's learn about the skills and the fortitude that we need to create the happy, prosperous, and balanced life we so richly deserve. Hello, Hi Wire Women. Hope you are having a good week. We are here with another Tuesday podcast episode. And today we're going to talk about money and wealth. Woo! Everyone wants to be wealthy. The money part is the tricky part. So today I have an expert on Caroline Yuki. Caroline is a lot of things. She's an award winning female entrepreneur, an MBA student specializing in entrepreneurship and marketing. She's a former chemical engineer. Is there anything this woman doesn't do? And she helps women really build their money and investing platform. So many of us women just kind of throw money in an account and as I call, set it and forget it and don't really understand how it works, when to invest more, when to take out less, those types of things. So Caroline is on the podcast today to set this straight once and for all. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rosanna. Yes. So I'm super excited to to share this topic with you and dear audience and community, because it is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. And I think mainly because like I grew up in Asia and Japan area and growing up, I had a household that my dad was the one doing the finances and my mom would just kind of fall along. So when it comes to making any financial decisions, understand investments, she would always say, ask your dad, ask your dad, which I know sounds pretty common to a lot of people. And then fast forward when I went to America and I happened to make a friend at a a real estate conference and she was telling me about her story, how her husband had passed away from cancer. And it was something really sudden. She knew it was going to come. But of course, the last couple of years when they had cancer, she's taking care of him. She's not thinking about the finances, what's going to happen afterwards. And then sure enough, um, unfortunately, he, he passed away. And so she was just in shock because she didn't know what to do. She didn't know how to balance the checkbook, how to look at his investments. And then suddenly you got all these people like lawyers and banks, like they're all calling her for answers to sign Mm -hmm. papers. And it was just such an overwhelming experience because she's like still trying to grieve at the same time you're having like all these people trying to get answers from her. So she thought that, okay, maybe she should go seek professional help. So she interviewed and found like a financial wealth manager who said that, no worries, he's going to help take care of her. And so she trusted him with all her information. And 
basically in a nutshell, like 30 days later, she didn't hear back from him and she kept trying to reach out to him. And then she looks at her bank account only to realize she got scammed of like $300,000. Yes. And then she had the police over there and they couldn't track it. And it's really painful. And so I shared the story, not to say that there's bad people out there. You should never trust anyone. But the real moral of the story is that whenever we don't have enough money and investing confidence in our own decisions, then we feel like we rather let someone else make the decisions rather than ourselves. And that's when it creates a lot of risk. Knowledge is power in this area. I mean, there are professionals out there that do that for a living and they should, but it's important to know the fundamentals and the basics so you can ask the right questions and hopefully head off being scammed or taken advantage of like your poor friend was. So I know you have this really cool concept called the cash flow queen, and it's called building your wealth engine. I love, love, love this concept and idea. Tell us a little bit about cash flow queen. What is it? Why did you start it? And what are you seeing? Yes. So it was, I guess, inspiration of hearing my friend's story and then also reading so many journals, articles out there, they would say like comparing the man and the female investor, women are more risk adverse. And I, part of me just felt kind of a little frustrated. I don't think it's a genetic thing that mm-hmm. people think that women are just not good at investing or financing. I think that's a bit unfair to look at that data and read it that way. It's simply more of a cultural upbringing and historic thing too, because women didn't have bank accounts in right. the early 1900s. So it's just a new concept. And so I started a cash flow queen to basically help educate women more about the money investing piece and how cash flow works so they can build that confidence and make decisions for themselves because only when they can make decisions for themselves, then they don't have to rely on other people. That reduces a lot of risk. And then they also feel confident with their decisions because it is their future. I also created it because I understand that women have a much longer lifespan than men. And then we require medical insurance. And then knowing that the statistics now, sometimes there's people who are newly single or find themselves in a situation that they always thought the man was going to handle the finances. And now that they're single on their own, they don't know where to start. So the Cash Flow Queen program is about building that holistic view of wealth building. So it goes into like, what is wealth building really about? Because oftentimes, a lot of personal finance blogs out there or money blogs, when they think about personal finance, it's either about saving, budgeting, being frugal, trying to save more, about four It feels like that story of the blind man and the elephant, how right. everybody just sees one facet of everything. There's a school of frugality, the school of budgeting, then there's mm-hmm. also make more money, create more income. And really what we need to do is have a holistic view about it. It's about making more money and spending less than you earn and investing smartly. All three have to be working together. It's not just like solely focused on being frugal or anything. And I also created a cash flow queen movement because I really wanted women to have more of a larger abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when life circumstances, whether it's a recession, lose a job, it's easy to get scared and think like, oh my gosh, like I have to downgrade my lifestyle. I have to really squeeze. Oh no, you know, I'm newly single. What can I do? Let me move from a house to an apartment. Let me sell everything. Mm -hmm. So there's that tendency to feel that my money's going to run out and then I need to just keep squeezing rather than creating. So the cash flow queen movement is about changing that mindset to that dynamics from like, okay, I need to squeeze more to 
let me just try to figure out ways to create more cash flow streams so that I'm not that vulnerable. I'm not just relying on a corporate income or my business income. I'm always actively investing. So there's multiple streams of income so that I don't feel like I'm just banking everything just on one stream. Yeah, and that's really smart. And I feel like in the world we live in, there are so many ways that you can have a versatile portfolio with respect to, okay, you have your paycheck from your company, but you could have real estate money coming in. There's so many side hustles that people do. I have a friend that does thrifting. She resells thrift items. She makes a fortune. You know, there's just a lot of different ways that we can diversify the streams of income. And I know when the pandemic hit two years ago, it caught a lot of people by surprise. And they were like, whoa, am I going to lose my job? I own a law firm. And, you know, the minute the pandemic hit, it laid people off and like, we cut our water delivery. We cut our shredding service to only, you know, once a month versus once a week, all those little things. Cause I just didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I think that was a lesson for a lot of people and some fared well and some didn't, but it's being prepared. And like you said, rather than having the, oh, well, I'm just going to be frugal and spend less money on shoes. There are other ways to do that. Absolutely. Yes. And one of the concepts that I really get frustrated when I hear about is you've probably heard it. It's the the latte factor. It's like, oh, if you just save money and not have that latte a day, then over so many years, you know, this is how much money could be. And the cash flow queen mindset and movement is about like, no, you can enjoy your life. You can have the latte and you don't have to worry about retirement. So a lot of that goes into understanding investing, which I know a lot of women are like, okay, how do I get started? So in the cash flow queen round, we're also introducing to them, okay, there's different asset vehicles. And depending on what your goals are, what your risk aversion, like personality is like, there's different ways that you can basically invest in different asset vehicles and then feel that, okay, that you have a good plan, investment plan. And that's where the building the wealth engine comes from is basically the goal is to give your money a job. That Mm -hmm. concept came to me years later that I wasn't giving my money a job. I was doing budgeting, I was saving, but I was not telling my money where to go. After I saved it, I didn't know where to put it. And that's where all the the research, trying to understand real estate, paper asset portfolios, Mm -hmm. even starting a business, it requires some assessment and strategizing whether that really makes sense for a situation. How many hours do you have? And even going to real estate, we have to think about like, okay, do I really want to be like a full-time house flipper or become a landlord? Because that's what immediately comes to mind because that's what people are more familiar with. But there's other things like there's REITs and there's other ways to passively invest and then not have to take on another job. Because that's something I notice a lot in women too. Like we are really, really strong hustlers. They will make Mm -hmm. it work. You've heard of the woman who would work (laughs) herself silly, take on a side job, side hustle. And they're just absolutely just keep adding and adding more in their plate. And what we don't realize is we don't have to keep adding more hours. The whole concept behind, you know, the cash flow queen and making money work for you is to basically help you reduce your working hours, your active income, and then build more passive income. So you're not taking on so many hours of work because time is limited. Right. So by investing that money and making the money work for you, then that's basically how that passive income grows. And that passive income is a beautiful thing because when you're sleeping or when you're enjoying your latte or you're on a vacation, that passive income is working, 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 right? And increasing itself and duplicating itself and 
that's what you want. Time is our most precious commodity. I mean, we all know that. We all talk about how busy we are. We don't have time. And, you know, I grew up in an immigrant family where my father knew that the only way he could supplement his income was to invest in real estate. So we grew up with 12 apartments that we managed. My dad did all the rugs and the carpet and the painting, and I helped with the rental applications. But that's hard, 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 hard. It worked for him. It worked for our family. It was wonderful. I don't want to do that now because I already have a full-time job plus, but I'm still very interested in real estate. So I know there are other options out there like real estate syndications that allow you to get the benefits of real estate without having to be the landlord. So for me in a different generation, there's definitely things out there that don't require me to rip out carpets and paint walls. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. It's not the whole HGTV, what we see that, you know, oh, that everything like, and they make it look like it's so easy. Like, oh, and then it's sold. Yes. And it's... Or they bring in a contractor and they're like, oh, that full kitchen remodel, $10,000. And then you go do it and it's $100,000. And you're like, what? This is crazy. So yeah, for sure. So I think it's so important. Highwire women, you can't ignore your finances. You just can't. I grew up in a generation where my mom just handed everything over to my dad and he made all the decisions. And I just didn't want to be that way. But there's a lot out there and it's confusing, but it's important to know what's out there, how it all works. And our guest, Caroline, can definitely help you understand the fundamentals, the foundation, all the different ways that you can still have your latte and still go to Disney World like I do all the time. But diversify your wealth. So, Caroline, if people want to know more about you, about Cashflow Queen, where can they find you? They can find me at carolineyuki.com. And I'm also providing a free download of the eight steps to becoming a Cashflow Queen. So, it goes over, yeah, like millionaire mindsets and habits to just get us thinking because women need to dream big and have those big goals. Oftentimes, uh, when I was working business development, when I asked goals, the men would say their sales goals is a million dollars. And right. then women was like, oh, if I can make, you know, 5,000 a month, I'd be happy. And I said, no, dream bigger, dream bigger. Right. Right. And so it's, that's what the mindset and the push behind it is like, yes, you can dream it and you can make it work. Just give your money a job and the rest are just numbers. So right. it's right. difficult. Mm-hmm. And ladies, this download can really be the seed for getting your garden planted financially. You can't say you don't have time for this. This isn't a heavy lift. Caroline will make it easy for you. We all spend way too much time scrolling on our phones. Do something useful with your phone. Download this. Learn the mindset of a millionaire. And don't forget your friend at the High Wire Woman podcast when you are. So Caroline, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of your wisdom and your talents with our listeners. Thank you, Zana. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to the High Wire Woman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or others, I hope you'll share it with a friend so together we can all stand that high wire of life. Make sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode and follow us on social media at Highwire Woman for more information. Until next time, I'm Rosanna Berardi. Be sure to stay on that high wire of life.